When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Frank, are you streaming our show? I'm streaming the show. We love Welcome ourselves in so to much. the BHNX Cardinals podcast, which Frank is currently listening to, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Is that a simulcast? <laughs> that is a simulcast right there, brother. Fumbles his phone. Oh, my goodness. How cool You're is watching that? us. Yeah, we yeah, think that's us. that's great. Um, this is, we're a big time operation here at Pitch cool Oh my goodness. How cool is that? We're getting the rust off. The, this threesome's getting the rust off. Like the Cardinals are going to get the rust off this Sunday against Chicago. What are you playing? The Bears. Oh, they, it's been that they long. Put, I don't they even actually care. play the Chicago Bears. He just said against Chicago. I know, I know, but it's been that long. It that has I'm, been that long. And guess what? I believe in my Cardinals, and I'm not worried about those Bears. So guess what? I don't even care. Dub I feel like I'm another bye week, preparing for another O-dub, another win. Another dub. Yeah, another dub. We keep stacking dubs here. Seems like that's what we do well. We've taken over the show. I'm sorry. Cheers. I don't even know what happened here. Um, I don't even know if I finished uh, my intro. No, you got to do it. Hey, my I name think is you guys Christian just completely Cicero. took it over. Uh, well, we had a meeting go late, and then we were trying to fire off some last-minute tweets. We're trying tweets. to fire off some tweets here. Um, join us live now, exclamation mark. Hell yeah. Uh, tweet. There we go. Now we're, now the tweet's out. So, so now we, we won't get yelled at. We might get yelled at for this this portion of the show. We're not get yelled at for that because that will look like it got off on time. <laughs> Welcome to the PHNX Cardinal Podcast. This is the last. If, if, I, if I didn't, I, I'm not sure how much of the intro that I that I got through, but again, we are presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the code PHNX, bet $1 at any team to score in a football game, and you can win $100 dollars in free bets it's that simple okay we have covered in a very uh awkward way covered all of our bases to start the show yes. okay so now we're gonna get into it yes. um <laughs> frank you were not here yesterday when we discussed all of the uh rumors about cliff and oklahoma potentially having some conversations about a head coaching vacancy, what Cliff had to say in response, which she did not completely shut it out and shut it down. And uh, But you weren't here to give your thoughts on it. So we're going to give you the stage here if you want to yeah. share with Johnny and I what your thoughts are. I, I walked in today and I told Johnny, this is my, I am absolutely 100% nervous. Stop it. I am nervous. This is the most nervous day I've had. In a long time, like, like I literally sat waiting for a notation that said someone has offered Cliff twelve million dollars a year. And he decided to say, screw the Bears. I'm not going this week because I like the money. I just Frank, you're not actually I'm 100 percent still nervous. That. I'm nervous. I'm I'm. This week Do you feels, need to talk to somebody. I need that to. should not. I'm trying to talk to Hennessy, but they're not talking back. So. <laughs> But my challenge is, my challenge is right now, I am nervous. Like, it's too much money on the table. It's a lot of money on the table. You just, there's so much money on the table. Look how much. I have a lot the, of respect the, for Frank The, the buyouts. Don't be this way. <laughs> Don't be this way, bro. Like, but? I'll, I'll, I'm the, I'm, watch this here. I'm still going to get the K2 tattoo. I owe the man that. I owe everyone that has chimed in to us, that has subscribed to the leaving. program. What are we talking about? And he's not he's, leaving Arizona. Johnny, has he said no? He will say no. No, he will, and he has not. So, therefore, I hate he it. has not said no. You know how many coaches sit and say? Can I? The first thing he said was, watch the lies. I didn't have my cell phone all day. I was in the media room. Bullshit. Number two. Movie uh, room. I, I'm not focused on. I'm not focused on, you know, those things. Like I'm just focused on the Bears. Another bullshit. And so, therefore. And then he had the audacity to say that they're a really good football team. And I'm like, audacity really? lied to us about the Bears about being About the Bears good. being a good football. I mean, so seriously. So, you know, three lies in a row. <laughs> One, two, three. Three strikes. You're out, bro. Because, but there's. 
so Cheers, much I didn't tell money. You this. I There's couldn't, so I much couldn't, moolah. I couldn't tell you this yesterday. One wow. There's one thou wow reasons People why were in my he DMs should stay. Over Sunday stay. and Monday asking me, multiple people, if Frank Sanders has sources within the organization. He does. And I was just so, it was so deflating because we sat here a week ago almost to the day and Frank started just bullshitting about Cliff Kingsbury not returning. And then this story comes out. The ultimate shot in the dark. Lucky hit by this man. Lucky hit. Based off of I'm not a, a goddamn thing. Do. And now people are like, Frank's got legitimate sources, man. You may want to listen Bro, to him. Oh, I, had me, a, I had a text from another media member saying, what's Frank smoking? It makes me physically <laughs> ill because really? I knew that this was coming. What is Frank smoking? So, okay, watch. So just... <laughs> I said this. I said this statement when you when we were talking last week, and I said this one thing: winning breeds wanting, and he is wanted. Like he hasn't done enough here to be like I have my roots here and my family here. It was in a single house, sitting in paradise, and it's amazing. But eleven million dollars speak far greater than any conversation we're having. The greatest so-called. NCAA coach right now is Nick Saban. He left after winning a championship, went to the Dolphins, and then turned back around and went back to college because the money and the situation was so much better. I'm not saying that Cliff's leaving. I'm just saying for Frank Sanders, this is me. JV is by far one of the smartest, best oh, statistical thank you. persons I've ever been around when You're it comes that. to knowing exactly when it comes to the situation. Tristan is on point. She asks the tough questions. She dives in, she goes and gets what she needs to get, and then she brings it and presents it on a platter that allows us to digest and say that was some hella fine good content. Thank you. Now, and me, <laughs> I'm the dude sitting in the room, in the back of the room, saying, <laughs> "Guess what? <laughs> what y'all see, I see a little different because this what makes us great is that I see it a little different because I'm thinking there's too much money on the table for him not to, and I've seen it where college coaches." They become t they become a high priority right now. And look, Cliff's a great dude. I appreciate what he's doing for the Cardinals right now. He owes us nothing. He owes Michael Bidwell absolutely nothing. I would disagree with that. You can disagree. I had a job going to USC, so I wasn't broke. You didn't pick a bum off the street. I had a job. Cliff Kingsbury. I had a job. Was I had a job. Was lamented, and so were the Cardinals when they hired him. I had NFL a job. circles. People thought it was a joke. Entitlement. It was they, a joke because he had a the job Cardinals someplace were, else. Cardinals flushed this roster with elite playmakers, and yes, Cliff's coached them up, but he was allowed to grow into his role into the NFL game. Cliff has coached so, nobody up. So he has, that, that's, that's not quick, true at all. He's coached nobody up. All he did was he's gotten better at stop being just a basic coach from college. He's actually grown himself personally. And transition Dude. into a uh, NFL coach that says, I can't just trust D-Hop's going to win every play on the left side. I had to move him around. I can't just trust that these guys can be on the right side all day long for two two seasons. I have to move these guys around. And my quarterback does not have to be a miracle worker if I just put them in the best position. The Rams game was a 100% indication that Cliff Kingsbury had changed. From the mouth of babes, you hear praise. And from your mouth of your, your young quarterback, he said, that's the best game plan I've ever had. And he gave us that. And so to me, Jason, I just say that he's grown, but he's ready. He could take $9.7 million and bounce. Oklahoma. Yes. Gross. Okay. Can I say something Go here? Ahead. First ahead. off, I did watch on Sunday, I believe, uh, a pretty good one-on-one -on -one interview with Cameron Cox from 12 News here in town with Cliff Kingsbury. And he looked at, in the camera and very genuinely talked about how, you know, it's not lost on me that an NFL franchise would take a chance on a fired college football coach yes. and went on to give thanks to Bidwell and to Kime and to say, like, I realize how good I have it and the chance that they took on me. And I don't take that for granted. It was a really good one-on-one -on -one interview. So props to, to Cam Cox for getting that love one. But I, I love did Cam. see that. I saw that one. So and you I, saw it. Okay. I, looked, I looked into those blues and I said, bullshit. Yeah, right. <laughs> you didn't see that. I did see it. No, you didn't. I did because it was a bunch of the players said how much they was giving. I saw what the props that he gave me. And he's right. There's props to the fact that you, you got a chance to be in the show. What do you mean? What, what do you mean other we, players? You it was a one-on-one. -on -one. What do you thought I was doing? 
You thought I was playing golf at that time of night? Probably. Well, we just assume that's what you're always doing. You know what? I am trying to the do that. The other thing is, is do, do we want to act like we know what, that much about Cliff Kingsbury that we really know what's going on in his head? Is he after the carrot, whatever carrot, whatever money's dangling in his head? Or does he want a legacy, a lasting career, mm-hmm. and to make something of of himself, which he has the chance to do here in Arizona? Or is he just going to take the next best thing because there's a dollar sign there? In my opinion... I agree with you exactly what you're saying. I don't know. I don't know what's in in Cliff's. I don't know that he might have some sense of true loyalty to the fact that Mike did something that was, he gave him a chance to get another job when he already had another job. So he might take that job like I had a job, but then you gave me another job. Like that was a better job. That might have been a better job. That was a tougher job. So I agree that I can't take anything away from that. And so I don't know exactly what Cliff is doing or saying. No, I, I will say I really when say his when it is time for him to like what and like on, on the negotiating table and his contract is about to expire, et cetera, and he decides, you know, at that point in time that there's a better opportunity on the table. I'm talking about there's no way that he's just up and leaving when he's under contract at this point in his career, three not even three years into his NFL coaching career with everything that he has going on here in Arizona, just to say mid season up and by, I don't even know what the benefit would be other than money. Uh, and if you got close enough, if you're Michael Bidwell, like how, how could you court me into coaching a team right now where you, you have to fall two very high profile coaches and Bob Stoops and Lincoln Riley, both many people would consider superior coaches to Cliff Kingsbury. And then, Cherson, we talked about it yesterday, the SEC factor, which if this was the, the the Big 12 he was going into for the next half decade plus, I would think he would have uh, you know, a very good shot to be competitive. Uh, you and I differ on this. I do not think Oklahoma will be competitive, at, at least certainly competing for championships in the SEC. So uh, you think about all of that. Right now, he has it made in the desert in the NFC West where we saw last night, Seattle Seahawks, that tenure of a decade of dominance since 2012 and Russell Wilson got there, it's over. Matthew Stafford is a flawed player. The LA Rams are a house of cards. They're about to topple over. And we saw what the future looks like, at least right now, with Trey Lance in San Francisco. The Cardinals swept the 49ers. You have an opportunity to dominate this division for the foreseeable future. Michael Bidwell has his combination. He's been looking for it forever even with Bruce Arians and Carson Palmer, there was always a ticking clock as to when one or both would retire. And it happened abruptly, and the Cardinals did not recover for several years. They made an investment with Murray and Kingsbury in 2019 to say, okay, we're going to wait it out. We're going to let these two individuals grow together, and we feel like we've got something special here for something the Cardinals have never had. They've been to a Super Bowl. They've had some flash-in-the-pan success. They've never had sustained success that every year— you're going into the season with playoff aspirations. Some years you feel like you can win the Super Bowl. That's never happened. It's always like a quick one to two year stretch with Wizen Hunt bottoming out. Bruce Arians is here for six years. Three of them were great. Three of them weren't great. Bottom out, right? They feel like now with those two individuals at the helm, no matter what changes otherwise, they can have sustained success. There's no way Michael Bidwell lets that lets that go. No chance. I just I agree. I like everything that you just presented. I do, and those are those are optimistic optimistic points you just made, and very good. But if you can't reach the conversation of what somebody else is offering me, then that's the table. And we don't I, even know and, what and, they would offer, though. And that's so. I mean, Frank's saying twelve million. I don't even know. Did you hear something about the twelve million? I feel like offer? I feel like if you're going to get me from the NFL, you're not going to get me. You're. I will not accept anything less than you can't. The car. Car- I said between. I said between nine and actually I said between eleven and fifteen million is what he honestly going back to college, giving up a nine and two situation to come back to if I was going Is if, any college coach making fifteen million dollars a year right now? I don't think Sab- so. Saban he makes 12, probably would be the only ma- one. Saban makes twelve point two with a bunch of bunch of bunch of bunch of bonuses and guarantees that the if, NFL if coaches you could point, argue are, are are underpaid. They're way underpaid. He's going to be to he's gonna be a top ten paid NFL coach after this season. He will denounce all of this when he signs his extension. He has no benefit to do it now, and I don't blame him. I put this in my article, gophnx.com, about Cliff Kingsbury today. The Cardinals are valued at roughly $2.6 billion, which mm. is bottom of the NFL. And the only way to That's get the that— bottom? Yep, they're I like 27th right now in the real? NFL. Mm-hmm, totally. The only way you get that number up 
is if you invest, you got to spend money to make money. You cannot dick nickel and dime coaches. And I think Michael Bidwell understands that. You you feel like you finally got something now. And I, this was always my point with Cliff when they pursued him. They pursued him. I know the, his interview, he's saying all the right things. The Cardinals would not have a shot, given their org, organizational history, to get a Cliff Kingsbury like now, right? Like if Oklahoma's pursuing it because he's a hot commodity. The Cardinals took a chance on a coach that was undervalued at the time, just like they did with Bruce Arians, and they they hit lightning in a bottle. This organization does not have the gravitas of like a Pittsburgh or a Green Bay to go and get Cliff Kingsbury in the open market. And so now I'm sure Michael Bidwell feels like, okay, we have something good here. I can't screw that up. All right. Speaking of spending money to make money, let's take a pause here in the conversation. Everybody get their blood pressure down wipe the sweat off their foreheads <laughs> to, uh, to, to listen in on the, the the promotion that the DraftKings Sportsbook app has going on right now. If you download the app as a new customer, use the code PHNX, bet $1 on any team to score. Uh, you can win $100 in free bets. It is that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. That's why we love it on here on PHNX uh, so much. And you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want, which is great for people who are just kind of starting to dip their toes into the sports betting world. But as always, it's 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right. So let's just use a hypothetical situation here. Mm -hmm. If Cliff did decide that he was going to leave in the next year or two would Vance Joseph because we've been talking about it so much that he is destined to get another head coaching offer because of how well he's done here in Arizona would he be the option to slide in in Cliff's place 100% uh they would have that contract drawn up the next day they wouldn't even interview anybody else right they wouldn't have to because of the Rooney rule and Vance is already in-house. You can promote from within. Vance would be a very nice choice to step in. And the reason being, this is not three years ago when you're starting from scratch with a quarterback that's green to the NFL. You would have Kyler Murray going into his fourth year, a veteran player at that point, on his second contract, assuming he gets extended this offseason. Vance has already been a head coach before. He understands the infrastructure of the organization. My question would be, who would run the offense? You could figure that out. Maybe you promote from within. Maybe you award Sean Kugler that title um, and, and promote him from offensive line coach. But yeah, it's a, it's a no-brainer. You would hire Vance Joseph to stick around. You would know your defense was in good shape regardless. And then you would rely on, number one, Kyler Murray and upwards of $150 million guaranteed that he's going to get in the upcoming year or so to take the offense to the next level and to build on what Cliff Kingsbury has already done. It would look different. It may be rocky for the first, you know, you know, four to six games of next season, but they would overcome it. Uh, and I think Cliff's a great coach, but Vance Joseph to me would be a nice consolation prize. It would be foolish to look elsewhere, in my opinion. Even with his past head coaching run. We saw how this team responded when Vance Joseph was their interim coach this year. Cleveland and Houston, they went two and zero, and they had two great defensive performances. I think but the that, offense, though, was still Cliff Kingsbury's offense well, installed yeah. by him. But you also, Vance Joseph didn't have Kyler Murray when he was in Denver, right? They, a lot of people think, and our friends at DMVR can kind of confirm this, that while they're not super high on, on Vance Joseph, he was kind of set up to fail there. They wanted to continue a lot of what went on. That's during what he the, believes. Right. And he, yes, he said He it. said that with the Peyton Manning era, and they couldn't get over that. He was in a tough spot. Uh, I think that it would go much better. I with the way this division is, I can't emphasize this enough. You can't break up the band because you've got something going and you have to take advantage. And again, at the end of the day, like if you have Kyler Murray here and you believe he's a franchise quarterback, he should be able to carry a lot of the workload offensively. Uh, I, he's not going to put together the game plan, but you can promote a couple assistants, make somebody the co-offensive coordinator, you know, the, the head of the passing offense or whatever it is. But Vance Joseph, to me, I. I I couldn't imagine, because here's the problem. If you don't promote Vance, he's gone. He's going to leave. He's not going to stick around if he gets passed up and you go and you hire like a Doug Peterson, for instance, to take over for Cliff. It's the same thing that happened once upon a time when the Cardinals hired Bruce Arians 
and they had a defensive coordinator before Bowles. Name escapes me. Was a tremendous coach. Was the Pittsburgh Steelers defensive back coach with um, Ken Wisenhunt. Wisenhunt gets fired. He wants to stick around. They they jet set it to him out of town. So it's hard to keep carryovers from prior re- regimes. Your memory is a little bit. Hol- Ray Ray, uh, not Ray Al Holcomb. It was Ray something. I'm going to look it up. You guys continue. Go for it. If Cliff decides to bolt. And I would say that we we probably will sign from in just from a one year standpoint. I don't think we'll keep Vance Joseph for a long term. I don't think Mike. That's where Mike really wants this to be. I don't think he wants us to be a defensive defensive minded team. I think he wants to be more of an offensively minded team. I think that's what Steve Kime wants. Ray Horn has Ray Horn. He wants to be more of an offensive minded coach. So or a team led by that um, with the talent that he has that's on offense right now and the money that he has invested in the offensive side. I think he probably will go outside and find somebody else that would probably come in and can add to the talent because the system that Cliff has created is is something that has taken his him time to adjust to in the NFL as well as the players. But in regards to getting a new coach that will come in um, from some other team, I don't think that would be hard to do because I think any coach that realizes he can be the head coach here with – a Kyler Murray, having a DeAndre Hopkins, possibly having a J.J. Watt, contractually signing and re-signing maybe Chandler Jones as well as a Marcus Golden. You're in a good spot. you got young defensive backs. This is an up-and-coming team. So the market value for this position would be just as high. It would be crazy to see if they would hire – if they – I'm not even going to say it. It'd be, it'd just, Don't I'm, even say it. I say some crazy stuff sometimes, so I'm not even going to dive into that, y'all. So, but what it I would kind say, of be. I kind of want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, what do nah, you got going? Nah, 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 nah. That's I'm not, not who you want to show here? Nah, I dive. I, no, I'm not going to do it. You? No. <laughs> <laughs> it would be crazy. Pete Carroll, defensive coach, Russell Wilson, they had their sustained success for Vance and Kyler then to carry the baton for the next five to 10 years. I'm not saying I want that to happen, but it would be kind of fitting. Russell and Kyler always compared. Pete was a defensive coach, is a defensive coach, and, and Vance taking over. I don't think that would be the – I think that would be a very nice landing spot where the team could go into next year and be very competitive still. We yeah. saw it already this year. They went 2-0. We, we, have a, we, have a good, we have a good – we have a lot of talent. And talent, once it's coached or put in the right position to be successful, game planning-wise, and these guys will answer the call. They really will. They – I don't know – that and we're speaking hypothetically about what would happen – the next year, more like, right? Because we think we're going to keep Cliff. But if Cliff if Cliff left... Oh, this is 100% hypothetical. So the, Yeah, 100% hypothetical. But, so let's just say if he's gone. And if he's gone, and we, we're right now into the season, we're 9-2, and two, and we're getting ready to go play, you know, the Bears, and he's gone. And we somehow pull out a win. So we're 10-2, and two, getting ready to go the last, what, five games of the season. And it's some a lot of division opponents and, and a lot of NFC opponents that can determine that can help our future so that or determine where we're going this would this would this the leadership on this team i feel is developed enough in the right positions that this team could move on past cliff i, I really do that. i think this, there's enough leadership in this in the certain spots that guys will get ready to play for sundays and i always i, I always say this in my tutorial, I said we play for each other we don't play for a coach that rah 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 bullshit. We don't need any of that. That's that's that that McVay bull. That's that's nice, but we don't need that. We need. I know, but at the I, same I time, you, you. at I, the same time, you need you need your coach to put you in at the right position. I, I need I need I need my skilled guys or us these the offensive coaching staff to look and say, and this offensive offensive coaching staff is not young. They have tenure and time in NFL, and so when you have a head coach that's young, you still have to you still have to play your role and say. I defer to him in any situation when we're in the locker room or when we're in a meeting room, we're talking about Cliff says, I want to run this for two years. We've seen Cliff say, I want to run this. And then all of a sudden it seems like, well, if I, if you do this and if you do that, if you do this, this to do this, this, this to give us a better chance to compete. So I say this coaching staff on both sides, offensive and defensive is mature enough with enough time to say we could win and we can put guys in positions on what we know when we're studying film to determine where the weaknesses are. And then you just got to figure out how to, you know, whoever begins to coach, this is the only thing he has to feel. He has to have an, a sense of, a sense of, of clock management that will allow us to be at our best. 
And that's really all the the, the next coach, uh, interim coach, has to have, really has to have. He'll make decisions based upon clock management. One minute to go in the game, do I call timeouts when I have two? That's typically when you start to you start to really start questioning his coaching skills. Did he go for it on fourth and one? And most interim coaches go for it probably more on fourth and one or fourth and three. So to me, I feel like we as a as a team could move past if Cliff left. But the following year, that would be my concern, and I don't think Vance would be here. I always just assume that, you know, it's the right decision, I think, for any organization to target an offensive head coach when you have a rookie quarterback. I think you do them a disservice like we're seeing with Zach Wilson <laughs> with the Jets right now. Cliff, we and we talked about this coming into the season, even if he had reached his ceiling as a head coach, and this year they would have finished 500 and they would have let him go, right? Because that was the conversation a lot before the season. Has he taken this team as far as they could go? He still helped. I know Frank disagrees. I think he helped get Kyler Murray ready for the pro game and got him up to speed. And that's that's better than him completely, you know, falling on his face. And I know a lot of the players have a lot to do with that, but you have to be set up for success. I think now, if you were to, to, to migrate to a defensive coach this late in his career, like we saw with like Mike Tomlin and Big Ben Roethlisberger, you can you can do that with a non-offensive head coach. I think where it's critical for for a young player's development is that rookie season, right? You you think about right now, like Mac Jones. I know Belichick's a defensive guy, but he's got Josh McDaniels there. They're putting him in positions to be successful. And then you look at again, like a Zach Wilson or somebody like that, where it's just it's just chaotic, and you never think it's going to be fixed. And that was part of the reason, not everything. When Josh Rosen came to the desert, and Steve Wilkes is here, and no one knew how to coach offense, you just you set him up for failure. And I'm convinced that that's part of the reason that, that Rosen has not panned out. Kyler Murray came here. The offense was schemed around him from day one for three seasons. And so he should be able to take that baton with a defensive head coach. I would not have concerns about that. If this was his rookie year, I would have major concerns not moving forward. I think you guys said it all in that standpoint. I agree. Uh, Frank, you brought in a PHNX shirt. That you can hold up for the fine folks tuning didn't in. Didn't want to now. wear it. Just brought it. Well, in. Didn't want to wear well, it. Just well, this yeah. is what I didn't want to do. I didn't want to go black on black on black. And we do most of the time sometimes. So I didn't Sol- want to go black Sol's on black. Sol's black on black, black today. I know, but like we'd be like black on black on black. We do that consistently. I wear a lot some of our shirts in there. So some of, a, lot a lot of our, our shirts. T-shirts are black. Too. Right, and so this is why I didn't want to put it on just to offset just a little. My what what what, what color would you call fuchsia? What would you think fuchsia? Fuchsia. Fuchsia, thank you. So I'm rocking my fuchsia polo, and I just decided <laughs> not to put this on today so it wouldn't be all blacked out. But look, the shirt is fabulous. This this little thing. I hope people took advantage of the many sales perfect. that we had. Yeah, I mean, because they were fantastic. I love our shirts. I wear a bunch of shirts. I get a bunch of polos from a bunch of places. But we don't I mean, sell polos. I 100 think that PHNX polos. <laughs> we and, don't sell polos. Sell polos. My bad. T-shirts. I mean, well, I get a bunch. I get a bunch of stuff. Sometimes I do. I get a bunch. I, I'm just saying, I get a bunch a lot of, of stuff. people talk like, to me about my polos. But our t shirts are fabulous. Like the material, the way they feel, the way they fit, they're all fabulous. I was thinking in my mind, no, I swear to God, I was, I was thinking in my mind. So I was at, I was at just recently, I, we talked about, I was at Elevate Phoenix charity golf tournament, and Tom Lehman runs it. He's the head, you know, he's a, He's the iconic person there. We have a bunch of great people that come to the tournament. But I met this one guy who's a, a vendor, and he had a wonderful T-shirt. Yeah. And I, in my mind, I kept thinking that it was. That's why I kept saying polo, because he gave a, he gave me a T-shirt, but it, it was so amazing that it felt, it feels like this here. You know what I'm saying? It feels in this material. And so my mind kept drifting off like I'm wearing, because I was playing golf, but I was wearing a polo. And I thought that it, that's why I kept. So I had a brain fart, my bad. That's okay. My brain does that too, Frank. My bad. I apologize, y'all. That's right. But our t-shirts are fire. Yep. And Johnny's t-shirt, he's rocking the maybe we're just effing better t-shirt. Looks great on you, Johnny. Hey, this thank is the you. first time you've worn it on I've a show? Worn it, maybe not. Maybe our show. I've worn it on different shows. I wear it on bets. That's a show maybe you should watch. Maybe not. And then PHNX tailgate on Sunday morning. I like to rock this. So, And maybe I think I've, I think I might actually might have worn it on the PHNX podcast, too, the All okay. Sports podcast. Okay. That looks good on you. Thanks, way. my man. Looks great. Yeah. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, our rock and deals are, are up now. But we still have a deal for anyone that wants to become a member of the family. 
sign up, support us, get access to all of our content, and then you'll get a free t-shirt. So we still have that deal going on. Uh, and uh, we would love for you to become a part of the family if you love what we're doing. All right, guys, can the Cardinals put their bye week woes in the past? They are 0-2 after the bye in the Cliff Kingsbury era. Can they put that to rest? Cliff said that they sort of studied teams that have had success after the bye or just successful teams in general, general what they do uh, <clears throat> Uh, on the bye week and and how they prepare and stay ready and things like that and so hopefully they will fix what they've got what they've had going on and of course last year wasn't just a loss after the bye they had a complete downhill uh trajectory after the bye uh to close out the season but do you think that this is the year everything is that's just the past so we should be getting back a bunch of players that are that have not played a lot of football. Correct. And so to me, I think the idea of the week of practice to get these guys mentally and emotionally ready to play um, would be a sense of urgency on the coaches. As a player, you want to get out and play, but there's one thing, there's a, there's a difference that comes along when now you're having to go out and perform. And knowing that we're playing the Bears, that is a hungry team trying to figure themselves out as well. Um, I would think that the the conversation that the coaches should be having is getting these guys ready, knowing that they are a really good team. It's look when I was here, we we had a bunch of L's and, and a lot. We didn't have a lot of we didn't. I had nowhere near this talent of of caliber talent that they that they possess now. Maybe two years, my entire time here with Arizona the Cardinals, that I played with a, a, a caliber the caliber of talent that we have now. One year I played with better talent than what we have now. Whoa! One year I played with better talent I did, that's than not, we have. Frank. One year. Better. One year. Frank. I, one year. Played better talent. What year was that? You gonna look? You gonna look on yes, your phone? Yes, and I'm you gonna gotta, read off some you gotta, names, you gotta, and you're gonna have to. You gotta look on your phone. 1990 what? You gotta look on your phone. Tell me what year. 1997. 1997 Arizona Cardinals. 1997. Hello, that's the best year ever. <laughs> Hello. 1997, 1998, we went to the playoffs. So that team and went that was four and year. twelve. Yeah, um, in fourth place, uh, fifth in yeah. the NFC East uh, back in 1997. Jake Plummer was the head coach. Larry Centers, the head coach. J- Plummer, or excuse me, the quarterback. The <laughs> he was a quarterback. <laughs> that, that was an interesting right. head coach. Uh, Larry Centers, Rob Moore, Frank Sanders, Lomas Brown at left tackle. I'm reading the notables here. Eric Swan. Defensive end, defensive tackle, Eric Hill, linebacker, Tom Knight, Matt Darby, Simeon Rice. So you're 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 thinking with your rose colored glasses, like, oh, we had Rob Moore and Simeon Rice and Lomas Brown and Jake Plummer. Rose color. I'm looking at guys that I went on and won Super Bowls and all pro. So I'm not denying that this isn't a good team. I'm just saying I had just as good a team. I didn't have a Kyler Murray. I didn't have a, I didn't have a third year Kyler Murray. Yeah, and so in the end, I didn't have a great. I mean, in '97, I think my offense coordinator was Jim Fossil, and then '98 de- was my offense coordinator was your uh, defense in that year. My yeah, defense, nine, ninety. My, my your offensive was coordinator was Dick Jameson in '97. '97. I didn't even know that. See, Rob was great that year. Rob Moore was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm saying we we had a team that you was, and Rob. We could have we could have matched this team. But we just didn't we, was, we 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 didn't have Kyler at the time. That made a big difference in the NFC. Like, yeah, you to my who won the championship that year? It'd been Dallas. I'm or sorry, San but Fran. you cannot convince me that a four win team has as much talent or more sorry, more talent than the twenty twenty one Arizona Cardinals. But all right, Frank. You can just name the names and see what the players have done since then and Dustin and why they was playing when they was in the league. Like that team would have Well, my, my, I'm saying, the defense alone would have would the defense alone would murder this defense. Yeah, but Frank, alone. I'm telling you, but you got to think of this. Success alone. right now at this point in their career on one team, not what so and so went on and no, did saying, eventually. On, on our team, we had a good team. We had a bunch of we had a bunch of guys that that guys when you right, lose I believe you. I'm just saying like and I and I look at talent, I'm looking at these guys individualistically, like individual. Like I'm going to say this guy is just as good as that guy. Rob Moore is just as good as D-Hop. Okay. I'm just as good as Christian Kirk. I can keep going down the list of the names. Offensive line with this guy, center. I can go right guard, left guard. I, I can do that with our team. But I'm just saying. You think you could give Christian Kirk a run for his money? 
Frank was a, is a well, much was a well, much better player. When, when I Christian love Christian get, when Christian get the mop, you know, saying when he get there, Christian I, I, has I, I, zero one thousand yards. I'm just doubting it. I'm just saying, is that I, what you just said? Athletically, and Christian had a Christian has a he had a faster burst than me. I know that for a fact. He he probably had a better forty than me. He had a, he has a faster burst than me. But outside of that, like consistently dropping balls, not Frank Sanders. Third down receptions, <laughs> not Frank. Well, Sanders. Frank was also much more of a specimen. And I did not have. Two, I mean, Christian is undersized. If I had an assistant that threw the ball ninety times a game, I'd be. You kidding Frank's, me? Frank's third year you in the NFL, me? he had a thousand yards receiving. Christian me? Kirk's never had a thousand. Again, yards I'm not doubting it. I'm saying, Frank you're, just you're, made a comment. You're talking I'm just about clarifying. the NFL. Is this what you're saying, 1995 Frank? wide receiver of the year. Dang, we, and right. then he rookie wide receiver in the nineties, where in you 95. could beat up wide receivers, and just you can't saying, do that. Nah, sis, I, mean, I was. I disagree I, I, I with thing. your point, but I, I appreciate that you're making it. <laughs> I forgot where you were guys. originally going Look, with that. I was saying that can we overcome the bye week? Yeah, and we can because I believe our leaders are here. Can we match we have, the '97 team? Yes, we can. <laughs> well, look, the, we 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 had a miss. We had, I didn't have Kyler, bro. Like like I'm saying, <laughs> like Jake Plummer. I didn't have Kyler, bro. <laughs> your defense, bro. Kyler Murray is a Heisman Trophy winner. They were they're, they're is two not my, in the same cast. This team went two and one without Kyler Murray. Bro, they went with a bad coach. I wait again. I'm waiting. I wait. They went is with a bad Vince, coach. Is Cliff better than Vince? Then Cliff? Yeah. In his third year, he is because he's evolved. Because Vince like, was, I don't Vince see was a Vince but, but he's evolved. Yeah, he's a great point. Cliff is, <laughs> I look, if he hadn't took that band of Mary Men out. Vinnie Tobin. Look, Vince Tobin was a defensive minded coach that was very. Um, very structured in his ways, but offensively, we I, Jake was nowhere near compared to what I'm saying gotcha. in athleticism and just the ability to be the quarterback. Jake was a athlete playing quarterback, but he's not he's not Kyler Murray's ath- athletics. I'm mm-hmm. not, not again. That's just that's on paper and facts. Collegiately, you're talking to the Heisman Trophy winner, not just because he had he was on a great team, an Alabama led team. He was a great athlete, so. To me, I look at the differences in that. And then Kyler makes every throw. Jake was Jake was good, but our offensive line was not this offensive line. We had two people that was that. We had two people. The whole roster was better. I said This is the I'm best Cardinal team. On. This is the best no, Cardinal roster that I've seen since they've moved to Arizona. Well, I not mean, the best coached. Again, I'm but not, the best Cardinal I'm team. not I'm I'm not saying this is the best. I can't say it's the best roster. Because I've seen I've seen like again, Anquan bowling with 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 Kurt Warner, and Kurt Warner, yeah. and Kurt Warner, Kurt. Warner. I think this receiving core is Kurt better Warner. than any that they've ever had before. Better than the the Fitz, Bolden, Breston year when they all three had a thousand yards. Mm. Hopkins when they're at their they they go five deep at receiver now with Antoine Wesley and then Zach when you throw in Zach Ertz and those Warner teams and those Palmer teams were hor- horrifically bad at tight end. All due respect to, to Ben Patrick and company. Hopkins, AJ Green, Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk, Zach Ertz this, this is, is the best far. receiver. This, I agree. Now that this this lineup is definitely um, with all five of them is yeah, definitely that's the best. Yeah, I would I would say okay. across the board. Well, now we we and have they, that agreed upon. Now, how about sense. the buy? How about coming off the buy here, which we were originally setting out to discuss here? So, Frank, uh, I'm a little confused on the point that you were making. So, well, the no one is that the leaders, <laughs> the leader, they're just a. This, the leaders on this team should be good. The coaches should be able to stress to these guys the importance of this next win. Um, going on a road trip, beating an NFC team that's a pretty de- no, AFC team that uh, NFC West North. Who the Bears? The Bears. The Bears are in the NFC North. Yes. Thank you. I mean, that's why I, that's why I lean on well, you. I Google. Just, I didn't know what you were. I yes, mean, the, bear, the players. Yeah, the but be- I think I think they should be. I should think I think they should be able to overcome this. Whatever woes they've had in the past, the Bears are—they have a nice little sem- mini bye week. Uh, they played on Thanksgiving, big emotional win against the Detroit Lions, where everybody oh, thought wow. they were going to lose because uh, Matt Nagy was supposed to get fired. But then they kind of threw water on that. The good news for the Cardinals is they won't see Justin Fields, who's I think is going to be a really nice player when he gets the right regime in place. So they get the Red Rifle Andy Dalton with a lame dunk coaching staff, no Cleo Mack. Uh, yeah, they got to go into Chicago. I'll be at the game Sunday. By all accounts, could be a little wet. But conditions, when compared to like what they just played in Seattle, should be fine. They're going to be able to run the football. I am not concerned. If they do lose this game, though, it is a huge indictment on Cliff and the preparation on top of. And the, the discussion topic we really haven't touched yet is 
could this be a distraction with everything going around Cliff Kingsbury if this lingers late in the week? Because if they lose this game, whether this is the result of it or not, you're going to get people saying, were people distracted by the, the Cliff Kingsbury rumors? I think this is going to be one of these games where you can point to and you you continue to bring it up, Frank, that, that Rams game that Kyler said was the best game plan he's seen from Cliff Kingsbury. And I think throughout this season, he's hit certain milestone or accomplishments or had certain games where you're like, man, he's really evolved. I think this is one of those monkeys that he's had on his backs, the way, especially with the way that last season ended and the way they, they finished uh, after the bye. Uh, if they come out and put the bears away like they should and are able to have continued success after the bye, I think that's just one more thing that we can point to, to show Cliff Kingsbury, really has grown he's i mean the fact that he came out and said look and look, listen and an off season we studied good teams we wanted to know what they were doing because obviously it was something that we weren't doing well yeah we're gonna make some adjustments uh i think that in and of itself speaks for uh speaks volumes about mm-hmm. cliff as a coach and so yeah so i i mean i think that this is another big test just in terms of how much has cliff really evolved mm-hmm. I would submit that the things that he would have evolved from was learning how to practice, how to get the guys mentally and build their energy up and their mindset ready for that one moment, <clears throat> getting ready for Sunday. Because you can drag on and still have memories of missing the bye week. Remember when I told you my bye week was like two years in a row. It's getting away to get it in. Mm-hmm. And some of you guys have probably did that. So I agree. I think that, I think your point's absolutely valid. And this is, this would be a great milestone once you realize that you have not, Pass that test of coming off a bye week and then getting a win, that would be great to see a great game plan and a great opportunity for these guys to, you know, go out and dominate a team that you know they believe they, they believe they should be able to beat. Spencer reminding us one and zero mentality always. That is their motto of the season, and the standard is the standard. Yeah. So I love that though. <laughs> I do. I love it. I think that that is the kind, of, and those are the things that it you know just hinting back to what we were just talking about. If he did leave. That's the part that was left inside of you. Like you, 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 you planted that seed all off season, and then you got into many camps and training camps about our standards, our standard, and it was just a one and zero mentality. Our standard is our standard, and you have to get ready for that moment, one game at a time, locking it in this moment. Like what they say in basketball, going into the zone like Johnny does when he's when he's giving you guys the bets, when he's giving you guys the facts, when he's writing these great stories. When I'm beating yeah. up Frank, <laughs> when I on on the field and off here during the PHNX Cardinal podcast. He zoned in and he zones out. <laughs> when I'm locking him down like Dion. Oh my God. This is my guy right here. One day, like my tattoo is happening December 7th, so you guys be ready for that one. I'm going to post a picture and send it to you, Chester, first, so you'll see it. Okay. And then you can agree to it or not. And then Johnny also sent it to you, so you guys Thank can you. agree and say it is a valid tattoo that we've been waiting to see. We will have a tattoo artist in here on December 7th, supposed to be live. And so you should be watching this thing go down. But and me first, because my opinion matters more. Absolutely. I mean, at the moment. Hell this, no. Hell yeah. At this hell, moment. Hell no. <laughs> I'm going to report this. HR. Aaron, we need, we, we need HR right now in here. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a tattoo too right here. You on should. Look, barbed this wire is a on great, my bicep. This is a great season. This is a great season to do it. Yeah. This is a great season. Impromptu tattoo. To do it. Impromptu yes. tattoo. So I think that's going to be pretty awesome. But uh, it'd be great to see Cliff grow and this guy and this team um, get past this week. All right, let's move on to our final segment. But before, a reminder, if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the code PHNX, bet $1 in any team to score it in football game. Uh, you can win $100 in free bets. It is that simple. Again, just remember to use the code PHNX when you sign up. All right, last segment, winners and losers. One of my favorite segments that we do here on the PHNX Cardinals podcast. Who wants to start us out? Look at the poop up there. That's great. I'll start. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm going to say ready. winners is 16 straight, and they're going to smack around the Golden State Warriors tonight as our local Phoenix Suns mm. that are – Listen, they're matching the Cardinals shot for shot. I thought the Cardinals were going to own this fall with their quick start. I thought the Suns got, you know, their praise, rightfully so, over the course of the summer, and then they'll ease into the season. I thought that they maybe have some growing pains. Anytime you go through a season, whether it's the NFL, the NBA, and you have a lengthy postseason run for the first time, typically there's some hiccups that that come with that. The Suns, apparently, 
they got that out of the way like a week into the season. Remember they were like 500 at like mm-hmm. two and two. It feels like they haven't lost since they've then. got their like biggest test of the season coming up here in a little over an hour. But you're already crowning them winners. They well, are they won like 16 straight I think games. It's 16, yeah. So I I thought like like they would be like an average to above, slightly above average team, not because of the talent, but because of that like little bit of a hangover, hangover. and then they get it together like January, February, March into the into the playoffs. Right? Like they said, screw that. We're an elite team. We're going to sustain this. So, so kudos to the Suns. The, the Cardinals, they're, they're the talk of the NFL in a lot of ways, but the, but the Suns, man, we had this conversation on the PHNX tailgate show, Saul, myself, and Shane. Like, is this a Suns town or a Cardinals town right now? I would argue just because they've done this two years in a row now and they've got some cool young hip stars and everybody loves their uniforms, I would argue that it's slightly a Suns town right I now. I would argue that it's always been a Suns town. Yeah, but that's I what think Saul said. I feel like NFL is king in a lot of markets, and so it's a close second. But I think Phoenix has just always been uh, a Suns town. And to mm-hmm. your point, though, I did expect a, maybe a little bit of a hangover, yeah. in particular from Devin Booker, just because of the long season he had and then went to the Olympics and um, played in Tokyo um, and and thought maybe, but whatever growing pains they had early on, they've already, I mean, I hope that they're not hitting their stride too early in the right. season and that they can continue this on. But man, the Phoenix Suns are, I mean, we're so lucky to have not only the Cardinals, but the Phoenix Suns here uh, because it's it's just so much fun to be a sports fan here. Yeah, I agree. Just to touch on that a little bit, I would, I would hope that the Phoenix Suns learned something that the... And a couple of teams had to learn at the last at the latter parts of the year was the seasons are long and when you're in the playoffs, you need to learn how to give your guys rest. You have yeah. to rest your guys so that when the when we get into the playoffs again, they're not tired and their legs are not fatigued. Because that was a that was a hell of a run and some parts of the last games, the the playoff games they had, they just seemed like there was a little fatigue and they were missing shots that they normally would make. So I hope I hope that they do get a chance to that they learn from that and then see that they need to be able to rest these guys and don't worry about what is that thing they call that it was doing with uh that the that the NBA players get when they get the rest. It's something they call it's a term they use that they get to take us off. It's almost like Oh, it's, it's an odd term. Yeah, it's a term um, that the NBA players use when they're when they're not playing shoot. that day. But it's it's like they're load management. Yes. There you go. Load <laughs> so I hope they learn that with these guys. Even Maybe though they're make young. a deadline move so you can get some supplemental help. I'm not I'm not gonna it's pretend not. like I know basketball. <laughs> you know, maybe don't <laughs> Thanks, Blaze. <laughs> but I, they, they I've need, tried to get on the Sun Show, and they're just like shuffle me off. Up, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Lindsay and Gerald are like, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? So yeah, they, they need that. So uh, back to where we were at: winners and losers. You Can got I a go winner? Because you have, didn't I, come prepared. Have, did you? No, 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 no. I have a, it's like a double-edged sword. <laughs> this if is I like go, a if, weekly. I have a de- no. I have come a double. It's a double-edged sword. All right, so it's a winner. It's a double-edged sword. So I'll go, I'll say my winner. Please and thank. Okay, um, my winner, <laughs> and I'll need some assistance from our producers currently on our phone. Um, is. James Conner, because he was asked today about Hmm. whether or not because he's on a one year deal, you know, whether or not he wants to stay here in Arizona. And he gave an award winning response. (laughs) Uh, Man, I want I want to win a Super Bowl here and, uh, you know, let the chips fall where they may. I would love, you know, the weather and everything and what this team has going and, you know, my teammates out here and my coaching staff, uh, you know, I don't see why not, you know, or what, or, you know, why I wouldn't want to be here. Um, you know, we got all the resources and everything we need to be successful. So um, we're going to take it one week at a time first. You know, we got a big game in Chicago coming up. But uh, after the season, you know, I got a lot of love for the Cardinals. So we'll see what happens. Lots of fans on the Twitter verse sphere Twitter machine. That tweet was popping. They love to hear that he wants to win a Super Bowl here. Yeah, but they the same thing Cliff would love to do. I would love to win a Super Bowl with the Arizona Cardinals. I yeah, if you want a one year deal, I would love to win a Super Bowl with this team and all the chips are here and all that stuff, but all all the pieces are here. But show me the money. The money. Spot show tracks me the money. has his projected contract in this offseason, two years, four million dollars. I think the Cardinals will happily pay that. Chase Edmonds, by the way, three years. Fifteen million. He will not take less. He that contract he will not take. Mm. 
He's not going to take touchdowns that Touchdowns are a little overrated. He's not going to take that contract. I'm also going to say that I am... I would like to say that I'm reading James Conner's book right now. I'm listening to the the audio book. That counts. But it's like not reading. It's not quite the same. It's not as um, like smart, I, mean, I feel like. But. I couldn't tell you the last <laughs> legitimate book I read. Well, you're, so. still, you're, still, you're still getting out of it what what it is that you need to grab out I agree, of it. I agree, I agree. And, and I don't have the person. attention span to sit there and just look at words. I listen to mm-hmm. audiobooks because I can do other things and and still listen. So anyway, but I'm listening to it. I'm learning a lot about James Conner. Yeah. He's like an incredible, incredible human being. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. we know, everybody kind of knows who he is and, you know, his cancer battle and things like that. But man, like, it's so great. I mean, I, I love the fact that he wrote a book because um, his life was... Just, you know, I learned that he and I share a love for Applebee's boneless wings through that book. What? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. 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 What? Yeah, yeah. I unfortunately already knew this and yeah. shared this with me. And um, but that's just like one of the few fun facts, and also just listening to his perspective on on life and whatever. I highly recommend it, audiobook or in written form. But James Conner is awesome, and the Cardinals are so lucky to have him. Obviously. Uh, I don't think anybody expected him to have the year that he's had here in Arizona on the field, but getting to see him in action and then also, uh, you know, just getting to know more about him. I love James Conner and I hope he sticks around. Loto Capone with the clutch Terminator reference. Jay Conner was sent from the future to save us. That being John Conner from the Terminator franchise. Hell yes, Loto Capone. Crap. I not going to get that one. It's over my head. Mm, yeah. It's an American classic. A, Johnny is, appreciates it. I do. Hell and, yeah. And all the other people. What was the movie? Terminator. All, Terminator. Everybody who knows anything about the Terminator, I'm sure, really appreciates that. Yeah, that's pretty tight. We'd go into a long, lengthy <laughs> that's tight, summary, man. but for the sake of time, I will not. LTC, that's long. That's pretty tight. Uh, Blaze says, I don't, know my, I don't know American football, but the Cardinals are now my official team. Mm. Okay. Right, that's what's up. I'm from OZ, but I'm down with AZ. Is that like Oz? Like, uh, like, like the Wizard, Wizard of, Oz? of Oz, maybe? Is this a Scarecrow Man <laughs> in the comments? Is that a place or is this a joke? I'm thinking he's maybe talking about Australian football. What's Aussie? Oz? Oh. I'm an Aussie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. We hope that the Cardinals are now your official team and we are your official Cardinals podcast. Hell yes. yeah, Blaze. Yeah. Blaze Megatron. Welcome. Australia. Thank you. Thank you, Blaze. Hey, Australia. Blaze. Yeah, good job, Blaze. Aaron. <laughs> Blaze, we love you. Go buy a t shirt, my man. <laughs> Sign up to become a member. <laughs> so, All right, Frank, what's your little dual bullshit here? All right, my dual bullshit <laughs> shenanigans is that I said this is a double edged sword between our winners and losers. And my winner is Cliff Kingsbury. 100% Cliff's my winner. It's the bye week. Cliff's my winner. He's my winner because even in the bye week, somebody wants you so bad that they're willing to even put a post out there threatening your team and offering you that gives you the potential no. to go and get tons of money winner, from someplace winner is else. Eric he's winning. Yeah. He's winning. He's my winner because I think in that position, to be in that position is awesome. To be a free agent, to realize you can be a free agent as a coach while you're in your craft and realize the money you're making can be doubled and tripled in a matter of the stroke of the pen. And all you got to do is say, I'm going to the grasses that I want to go to. I want to go back. I feel like I've learned so much here (laughs) and do the BS conversation. And again. That's why I say he's my winner because he's a free agent right now and he can double his he's money. He's not a free agent. He's he's under contract. He's a free Two agent. Sometimes Frank Look, coaches, just throws words out. Coaches are free agents. <laughs> I don't think that word means every what coach. You think it means. Look, every coach is a free agent. Every coach is a free agent. Sure. I'm I'm hired to get fired. If I don't win, you're gonna fire me. That's the that's the bottom line. It's about results, and I'm winning right now, and I'm wanted, and I've just stated that earlier. So that's I, again, he's my winner because I know what to be on that market. And and to have them them talking about him is special. And to have Mike feel like he has to pull the trigger. Daddy Warbucks has to start to say to sign a check. He has to make a decision right now. And that's why I think Cliff's in a great spot. Everyone says, don't say no. That you don't say you don't say that you all I want to do is be with the Arizona Cardinals. Don't say that because you give your position. Don't say no to the option of Oklahoma because you give your position. Well, he's in a great position, so he's my winner. The only thing I took from that is words don't have meaning. <laughs> 
You, they can mean whatever you want them to mean. My loser is all Absolutely. of us for having to listen. Especially when, you're on the con- when the contract's on the table. Absolutely. My loser is all of us for having had to listen to that. Uh. I can't believe you would say that. Like, I'm it's, just kidding. I can't believe you said that thinking like, like let's, let me tell you, let's do this here. I'm just going to pop. Watch this here. I think the camera's going to die. Another, another, when I say this, y'all don't want to don't have to answer this, but you want to answer it in the most political way. JV and Cheerson, somebody comes up and says, I know you're at PHNX, but we're willing to offer you a $7 million contract to come do something in in Georgia in a small town for $7 million a year. You're going to tell me you're going to sit here and entertain the fact that you got a contract with Saul? And you're going to be like, oh, Saul, I'm just going to say, you're going to get your ass out this chest so fast and get to downstairs and Saul going to push you out and say, look, thank you. It's just a game. It's a contract, but the contract has nothing to do with your words. It's just on the table that says you're a free agent. All of us are free agents until you realize that that's where you are. And I'm not saying I'm not hating on the man. That's why I said he's my winner. He's nine and two. Thank he's you done for that, something Frank. pretty special. Thank you for that, Frank. When you're Thank free you. agent, you're a free agent. And my loser. Because <laughs> I had, well, it's not shoot, not you, so I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying because you, you, it's, it's just a it's flow. A, you're the audience. Yeah, you're Saul the audience. Saul is so, now in the room, and and Frank is speaking to the audience. And my here. losers is is us. <laughs> Thank you. And my loser is us, is because he didn't just say no. I don't want to entertain the college. I don't want to entertain anything about college. My losers is us because he didn't just say no. My loser is us. I like that he's my winner, but as I said it's a double-edged sword because it's, I'm cutting you coming in. Well, because you didn't come you prepared, Frank. It's I did okay. come prepared. My okay. loser, it's okay. my loser is the PGA and the game of golf. Tiger Woods held the saddest press conference Aww. today, but, and he declared he's like, I'll probably never win another major in my career, his body has failed him for the last time. Uh, I don't think I can watch that man play golf anymore if he's going to be a shell of himself. So, did you see the documentary on him? Uh, I haven't. No, no, I haven't seen that. Now, it it's just soul crushing. It makes me sad. I watched that today, and he keeps me interested in golf, which I'm I'm a casual golfer. Not, I'm not diehard like my man Frank over here, but I do love watching Tiger Woods play, and that was that made me really sad today. I think we all knew it, but yeah, I to no. I, I don't agree. Tiger's okay. playing the odds. He almost Vegas, like had to get what, his leg amputated. Whatever Vegas just told, whatever Vegas, whatever the follow the odds, you'll know it. Just do this tomorrow morning. Just go look look at the Vegas, look at the odds on what Vegas got toward Tiger Woods ever winning another something something. And I'm pretty sure it's a prop bet. And I'm pretty sure like $50, we're gonna have that Masters from a couple years ago, and that's we should be content well, with that. I'm just saying that's that's where you're. One of the greatest moments in sports yes, history. That's and it. moments. Thank you, Tiger. Of a champion is to be. They supposed to be broken. It's over, Frank. It's not over. It's Tiger. He's Tiger Woods. No, Wu. this time it's really over. He was over, over on Saul's 82. Nine. Saul knows he was over too. on 83. No, you think he's back? No. See? No, Tell him, Saul. Yes. Let it go, Saul's, gentlemen. Look, the shell, all it takes is, like, it just takes one week. It takes four days of golf. They told me he never win, win before, and he won 82. They told me he never won, and he won 83. His back is all screwed up. His, I mean, every his knee, his butt. Okay, you can't. You Logistics. can't possibly. They said the same thing about Michigan, Ohio State. Look who won. That's, they it's the same thing that. about that the miracle they, on the ice. Not at all similar. It's the same thing. Every Cheerson, who's your check, loser? <laughs> check the facts, man. All I say is, like, you know, Michigan's what? back was all sorts of fricked up. Look, we got it, bro. Got fricked up. up. No, this, <laughs> this, 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 this would get y'all. I, I, I've lost so much in NFL. I played nine seasons. Jacob, and I have no, only I will not pursue clips pad. Winning seasons, mainly. I know it's like to be a loser and an underdog. I know. Jacob's asking me if I'm going to move into Cliff's place. I think you could start maybe a GoFundMe if his place <laughs> goes on the market and we could see what we could put together. We can make it the new PHNX house. I've driven by his he, he, house before. I think before. Elon said it that is, earlier that he's moving in. It is, one of the, it is one of the most impressive homes, and you will not find it in Norman, Oklahoma. I don't care how much money he, he could get from that university. Norman, Oklahoma, they'll say, I'll buy your house in Phoenix, pay you 500000 more than what you're paying for that. And then when you come to Norman, we'll give you. Nobody's going to. Nobody in Arizona is going to Norman. Okay. No one. No one. No one. Never. No one. Not you. Not 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 me. Not Johnny. We dog on Maricopa. Maricopa (laughs) is like the Ritz fucking Carlton compared to anything in in Oklahoma. Love my little town with our Culver's and our Arby's. It's way better than anything Norman's got going on. Uh, all right, my loser. Let's wrap this thing up. Wrap my loser, uh, the Panthers. They are done with their head coach. 
done with the Matt Rule experiment and Christian McCaffrey is done for the season. Uh, and so they had their fun. I think they peaked against the Cardinals and it's, it's downhill for them. So you guys like foresaw that on our show before it happened. Like, oh man, if this is the big cam emotional comeback. And then that happened. And then like the next week, Frank's talking about Cliff's leaving. And then the report came out. So what kind of bullshit are you guys going to spew later this week that will come to fruition? That's what I want to know. Well, Frank, we've got, some, we've got some superpowers, <laughs> yeah. clearly. So. Clearly, we'll have to wait and see. But I like that, Lou. This is, again, I said at the beginning of the show game, this program, excuse me, this is a very stressful week for me. I'm still not sold on the fact that he's here until he's signed. Until Michael Bidwell agrees to sign him, I'm not sold. Until he gets another check from Mike, I'm not so. I'm just, I'm not so. I, I don't think Cliff wants a midseason extension. I think he'll, he'll, they'll have a maybe a internal agreement that this will be the number after the season. But I don't think you want to take away from the attention of the team this year. That's my opinion. Okay. No, I agree. Uh, Cliff's not going anywhere midseason. So Frank, you can sleep easy tonight. I'm here. I. I'm personally here to tell you that it ain't happening, okay? I'm up checking my Twitter looking for Trisha Cecil's statements <laughs> that says Cliff is out of this beach. Turn those notifications on. All right, well, we appreciate you joining us. If you have not, hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel, wherever you get your podcasts, or follow us on social media at phnx underscore cardinals. Please do so. We appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow.